Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk, who is live and in living person in Omaha. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our service minimum out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. I think Strange, I think the, the, the good folks who run Strange Brew are on their way to Omaha, but don't you worry. It's still up and running here in Starkville. I am the emergency contact for that, by the way. So if there are any coffee issues, you just let me know about it. I'll get them fixed for you one way or the other. But there never are any issues at Strange Brew. Great drinks, great service, friendly people. It's one of Starville's best and oldest local businesses. Make sure you're supporting them. Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. A lot of College World Series gear available uh, at collegecornerstore.com. Might there be some national championship gear to be had very soon? We shall see. But wherever, whatever you're looking for, as long as it's in maroon and white, you know you can get it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. And you can always, always shop online at College Corner Store. Dot com. Humble Taco is the place to be. I, w- I would suggest being there for some of these games. Not open today on Monday, uh, but we'll be there Tuesday night, perhaps to see a, uh, a clinching win. I don't know. I don't know. I can't predict the future. But one thing I do know is that Starbucks' newest and best Mexican restaurant is Humble Taco, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots, a unique menu like you've never seen before, and something for everybody. If you like Mexican food in any way, shape, or form, you're going to love Humble Tacos. Go check it out on University Drive. Humble Taco. Bobby Falk, since last we talked, a lot has happened. Uh, quite a, a bit. A lot has happened. Quite and a you're bit. trying to jinx it with these uh, college uh, corners going to have national uh, championships. I said perhaps. 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 It, it's not like you put out odds or anything. No, I, did, I would never do anything as foolish as that. But Mississippi State will play for a national title starting Monday night against the Vanderbilt Commodores. Uh, Second time in school history they have made it this far in the College World Series. And they did it in style, and they did it in the style they've been doing all year, and that is last-minute drama. (sighs) I won't lie. And those of you who know me, you've been listening to these podcasts that I've been doing all these years, you probably could have already guessed this, but I didn't have a lot of faith last night, to be honest with you. I thought that that, that State not getting the win on Friday, I didn't, I didn't believe in them to win on, on Saturday. But they've done something they've done many, many times, and that's proved me wrong. And I don't mind being proven wrong. Robbie, you were there firsthand for what is a legendary game in Mississippi State's history and a legendary performance by Tanner Leggett, who I don't, you know, one of the most unlikely heroes. You know, can you believe that guy? No, I'm kidding. That's one of the worst headlines in the history of the world. Uh, but but for you being there and, and, and being able to experience that, what was that? Just sort of walk us through the ninth inning from your perspective. Just incredible. And it, it just speaks to what Chris Lamonis tries to preach with his team, everybody being ready at the – you know, at, when their name is called and at the right time. And it just seems like – when those times have come for whoever, 
they've come through. And you, you kind of felt like a little bit back in that fifth or sixth inning, whatever that inning was, that things just didn't go well for Mississippi State. I think that was the when fifth. Josh, when Josh Hatcher came to the plate, bases loaded, two outs, you felt like this guy's been on the bench all year, had a starting job taken away from him, and he is going to come through right here with like a, a double in the gap that clears the bases. Uh, it just felt like that moment was going to yeah. happen, and he got up there and swung at three pitches and struck out. So you went from, you know, Lane Forsyth couldn't get the job done, his first two at-bats, had that bunt where he bunted it, you know, to the to the pitcher and they couldn't move the runner. And that was right after fans were just going insane that Mississippi State didn't lay down a bunt with Scotty DeBrule, but I digress on that. Um, but, you know, Lane Forsyth couldn't uh, get a couple of good plate appearances they made a change right there with Josh Hatcher, which I thought was the right call. It's a veteran guy that had already been on base twice mm-hmm. this uh, College World Series. He's and been I agree the College with World you Series. That it felt like that was a moment of destiny. Yeah. So, you know, you had the defensive replacement of Tanner Leggett, who hasn't had an at bat since I think the SEC tournament, maybe, hadn't been at the plate much at all in the last month. And, you know, he gets up there. Braylon Skinner uh, is the pinch runner, but you felt like if you could get him to second base, anything could happen. But, you know, I think a lot of people felt like maybe just bunt him right here, get the runner over to third base and see if, you know, Rowdy Jordan can get an infield single or something out of that and, and try to score a run with two outs. But that, that was brought up in the green room. I mean, credit to Crystal Monis for and Jake Gotro for just saying go, to, go up there and just get a good swing on the ball and – he, he, he just got his pitch and hit it as hard as he could in the outfield and, and uh, tried to see what he could do with it, and it, it fell. I mean, just what a moment, man. Yeah. What a moment. MSU is now in three straight College World Series, had a walk-off win. And then, of course, the, uh, the game against Virginia was, was just as good uh, for the most part in terms of, the, of these late-inning dramas. And, and, and we've talked about this before. At some point, it becomes part of your team, right? It, it becomes it, – it's not just a fluke. When you, when you have this many walk-off wins and this many comebacks, it, it becomes part of, you know, whatever you want to call it, identity, culture, DNA. But this isn't just a fluke that State keeps having these kind of wins. No, it's not. I mean, and at this point, we, we've got to stop these declarative statements about, you know, Jake Gotro and the plate, plate discipline of the team – you know, they come out and they have bad at-bats or whatever. You know, this team's not going to do this and that. This is just what this team is. They're not They're not perfect. They're not going to come out there and have, you know, pile-up runs in four straight innings. They're going to have some big innings and, you know, change games in one inning or two innings in a game. Um, so this is what this team does. They manufacture runs. Uh, you know, they have had some – some luck this year. I mean, there's no debating that teams have helped them out, but at the same time, this team takes advantage of those opportunities as well. That's why I was, I was a little surprised they didn't come through in that, in that inning uh, when they had the bases loaded, but they tied the game up, which I thought was huge just to be able to tie the game up. I agree. You got, you got uh, Tristan Stevens out of the ball game and uh, that was the most pitches. I think uh, Cole Quintanilla had thrown all season and, he even mentioned a little bit uh, in the post game that he was kind of starting to get a little tired there. I mean, he had thrown 50, 50 pitches. So, you know, he left something up for Tanner Leggett, and he was able to put a good swing on it. He hit Kellum Clark 
mm-hmm. on a one-two pitch, I think. So Believe he was not as he was not as sharp as he was in the first couple of innings. And I, I think that was big just to kind of elevate his pitch count a little bit. So the offense might not have been there all game. But listen, folks, State is playing for a national championship. They haven't been perfect, but they got a chance to win it all. It doesn't really matter what the style points are at this point. No, there's no, there's no question about that. You don't you, it, when you get to this point in the in the in the season, nobody really questions how you got there, unless you're Vanderbilt and you had to, you know, rig the system to do it. That that I'll question, but I won't question Mississippi State. They've won the games they're supposed to win to to get to this point. And now, like I just said, it, it is Vanderbilt. Uh, it's a team that you obviously have a lot of familiarity with. My guess is their rotation is going to look like this: lighter, Lee, Rocker. Mississippi State says it's McLeod, and then it's really TBA. I feel like Wednesday, if you can, get, if it goes to Wednesday, Harding can come back, Bednar can give you some pitches, but Tuesday is the day I have no real clue what's going to happen. Robbie, talk me through what you think State's going to do in Game Two of this series. I, I think they might could get Harding back for Game Two. That's three days. Is that three days rest? The rocker would be on the same yeah. uh, rest on Wednesday, and I think that if you get, you know, if you get Harding, Harding rocker would be rocker would have an extra day. The thing about Harding is he's going to be able to respond a little better than Will Bednar. He's not a right. hard thrower, right? I think he, I think he can bounce back. Uh, I can't remember how many pitches he threw in the game against uh, Texas, but I don't think I mean, he, he got to hundred. He might have thrown 70s, 80s. Yeah. He could possibly come back. I think he could come back on Tuesday and pitch that game. And this first game is huge. If they if they can find a way to win this first game and then just try to piece it together to get, get a good start from Houston Harding, you're going to be going up against somebody that's no nowhere close to lighter or rocker in game two. Uh, so the odds even out a little bit there. If you can get that first win and then you're playing with with house money in those last two games, this this first game is really big, and this offense has to be hunting fastball with lighter. Same thing with Rocker, really. I mean, you got to barrel these guys up and try to hit it in the gaps or over the fence. That's the teams that have beaten Jack Lighter this year have done it with the long ball, and that's what State did when they barreled him up at, at, in Nashville. They saw the fastball, and um, they laid off the slider for the most part, and his breaking pitches. And that's how you beat those guys. They got the, it's just like the same game plan with Landon Sims. I mean, it's it's hard to touch some of his stuff, but if you can get a barrel on it, mm-hmm. you got a chance to send it out of the yard and or, or even you know to the wall for some doubles in the gaps. So that's yeah. really the key. And they they need a great start too from Christian McLeod. They they need to be one or no. I mean, I, I it's sort of one of those things that feels like a cliche, but when you when you really think about the way this thing is going to play out. State needs to get this win over Lighter. They've beaten him once this year. He, he was he was good against uh, North Carolina State, really really good. But Vanderbilt has not been able to hit. I think that's the bigger key in this series. It it's not that Vandy has great pitching. We know that they do. The Commodores have not hit in Omaha. They just haven't. And State has yeah. has found timely hitting, and they haven't hit the ball pretty well. But whoever hits the ball better is going to win this. It, it's it's because I think you're going to see low scoring games. It's who comes through with those clutch hits. And that's where Mississippi State sort of has an advantage because they've been doing it not just for uh, this series, this college world series, but throughout the season, they know how to find the hits when it's time to win. They do. Like you said, Vanderbilt has, has not done it in the postseason at this point. Now they can flip a switch at any point, but 
they had three runs against NC State against guys that had pitched, you know, four or five times all year. I mean, NC State was completely depleted, and Vanderbilt somehow got survived that game. They had seven guys on base at NC State in the last three innings with a chance to, you know, tie the game or to take the lead late in that ball game, and they just they couldn't find a way to score with, with some of those guys. I mean, they, were, they had a pitcher that was in the lineup that went three for three. The guy's the best against, college baseball uh, player in America. I'll just tell you right now, give him the golden <laughs> spikes. Against Kumar Rocker. Yeah. Of all people. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, State has the advantage from a, from a, a hitting standpoint, I think, right now, getting the big hits. Vanderbilt, <laughs> it's just unbelievable. I mean, they're a really good team. But, man, this postseason has just – everything's gone their way, it seems like. Lighter – they lost a the game with lighter pitching, and I think – it was one to nothing one or nothing. something. Yeah. But uh had the walk-off hit against Arizona. Arizona really should have won that ball game, but mm-hmm. they kind of ran out of pitching late. Mm-hmm. Had the had the loss to uh Lighter and then against Stanford they had a, a one-two count on a guy with two outs, nobody on base. They end up walking the guy, get an infield single, an error, and then a wild pitch to lose the ball game. I mean, yeah. it was just it was unbelievable. I mean, the the fortune that's coming for this team. You said it best. They 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 sold their soul to the devil, and they are just collecting. But um, I don't know this this Mississippi State team just it it just feels different, man. It just feels different. And that that twenty thirteen team was playing really well at the right time, but this team has done this all year long, and they got some dudes that are just locked in. I mentioned the other day about seeing Tanner Allen and just how locked in he seems. You know, he hasn't had the greatest uh, College World Series at the plate, but just his mindset and his approach, I mean, that stuff is invaluable in the dugout, and it's filtered through everybody at this point. I mean, Tanner Leggett coming up and making that big hit, Braylon Skinner, these guys are just on a different level right now, and they might not be the most talented team in the country. Vanderbilt might have the talent edge. But, man, you know, you don't want to play teams like Mississippi State right now. You didn't want to play a team like NC State or Virginia. Yeah. You uh, you really hit on something there when you talk about, you know, there's a do-your-job mentality to this baseball team right now. You know, everybody has accepted their roles at this point. You know, Tanner Leggett and Josh Hatcher, they know what their role is on this team, and, and they, they accept it. Uh, and that's, that's, that makes Mississippi State a better team, you know, when it's not everybody trying to get theirs. Uh, there, there doesn't seem to be a lot of ego um, on this baseball team. And I will say this, you know, you mentioned Vanderbilt. This is – State is clearly the national favorite here. This is America's team. I saw a tweet, and this is accurate. The only fan bases that are rooting for Vanderbilt are Vanderbilt and Ole Miss. Everybody else is on the Mississippi State bandwagon up there. You know, when you think about the crowd, Vanderbilt's not a, a huge fan base anyway. The crowds should be predominantly Mississippi, pro-Mississippi State. Is that going to swing anything for you? This is Calgary Stampede whenever Austin and the Road Warriors undertaker came into the In Your House in Canada and uh, Bret Hart and Pillman and those guys were there. Th- this is what it's going to be like, I think, at TD Ameritrade um, on Monday. I mean – First and foremost, yes, you're correct. Everybody right now is is riding the maroon wave. I mean, you can see it nationally all the way down. Uh, people just people want Mississippi State to win this series because 
the perception right now is is Vandy is the blue blood. They have the scholarship advantage that gets talked about. Not by they, them. People feel like people people feel like they got uh, pushed into this, and you know they're getting favored here. Listen, it's not Vanderbilt's fault. The scholarship advantage is not their fault. They're just doing what they're, they've been given, and I can't blame them for that. And you can't blame them for getting into this national championship. The committee and the NCAA pushed them into this championship. So, I mean, if this was Mississippi State and the tide was turned, I think most everybody would take that. But at the same time, it, they're going to have to live with the fact, too, that a lot of people want to see them lose in this ball game, And – Mississippi State's going to bring uh, – I, I think they could bring eighteen to 20,000 people to this game. I was here in 13, and it was like that. It was it was just a maroon – sea of maroon and TD Ameritrade. I think that's what it's going to be. You know, th- there might be 1,500 Bandy fans there, but it's going to be a lot of maroon there. And listen, everybody in, in Omaha, every person I've talked to that's an Uber driver or hotel clerk or whatever – they all want Mississippi State to win this thing. They're, they're, I, my Uber driver was wearing a uh, rally banana shirt the other day uh, from 2019, and he said his, it's on his bucket list to go see Duty Noble Field. They love Mississippi State because the fans are you know, great fans, and they've been coming here for years. They've just kind of jumped on Mississippi State's bandwagon along with LSU. So everybody, for the most part, is on State's bandwagon this weekend. And listen, I – I've seen a lot of Ole Miss people jump on board too. So I don't know how I feel about that one. You see, they we have people apologizing. We have people apologizing. I don't accept that apology. That's why State is still continuing to win. No one <laughs> accepts that apology. And how about you, that little guy last night? Yeah, all five foot ten, a Tanner Leggett. Let's <laughs> let's continue this discussion. We'll move on into a. Uh, are uh, the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. I got some uh, some interesting news from Welcome Home Beef. We'll be sharing that a little later uh, in, in the week. But for now, hey, Welcome Home Beef products, you know where to find them. And you can find them at all of your local grocery stores, too, especially up here in North Mississippi. And even here in Starkville, Val's Marketplace here in Starkville, they've got Welcome Home Beef products on the shelf. They're making it easy for you. Just when, on Next time you're out shopping for groceries, you want to pick up a great steak or some fantastic grind to make some burgers, they've got you taken care of at Val's Market. So hit them up for Welcome Home Beef products. Call Welcome Home Beef today. Visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com and see what all they've got going on. That number is 662-268-8148, or like I said, the website is welcomehomebeef.com. Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. Two brothers smoked meats. Be hopping and buzzing all week long. Only three baseball games left. I'm, I'm saying three. We'll see how it goes. You know you want to enjoy some good times. Head up to Two Brothers. Watch the games on the big screens. They've got plenty of them there in the restaurant. Great food, and enjoy yourself with your fellow Bulldog fans. In the heart of the Cotton District, that's where you'll find smoked Southern Soul Food, a unique menu unlike any others, and one of my favorite restaurants, not just in Starkville, but in the entire SEC. That's Two Brothers Smoked Meats, 621 University Drive. Our good friends at Advantage Business Systems have a two have a two-way plan for taking care of their customers. They provide them with an incredible inventory of services, products, technology, everything a business needs to run successfully with more profits and less problems. And they back everything they do up with great customer service, the kind you would expect from your neighbors, from your local businesses. That's what Advantage Businesses is. They are a big business, but they do business like a local business. They are Mississippi first. They've been doing work here in this state for nearly 50 years. And now is the time for you to call them and put them to work for you. That number is 601 362 
888-789-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com to find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. I haven't seen any odds yet on this one, Robbie. Have you? What What are the Careful. odds looking like? Careful. <laughs> we'll go down that road. <laughs> I haven't seen any today, but just remember, fans, these have absolutely no bearing on what Mississippi State does. I, I, I really don't believe that just because Mississippi State, if they are favored in this, just because they're favored means they're going to automatically lose this ballgame. But um, yeah, I would I would expect that Vanderbilt would be favored in this. Would you not? I yes. mean, the, you, you're going to have lighter pitching game one that's on full rest against Christian McLeod, who just lasted an inning and a third, and then you feel like Rocker's going to be able to throw game three at least some. I mean, I have a hard time seeing the betters going Mississippi State here because they they're not going to go with with heart and and all that stuff, they're going to go by the numbers and the analytics, so to speak. And I feel like it's going to be Vanderbilt that's going to be favored. I'm not saying that – I'm not saying I'm picking Vanderbilt here, but that's just my prediction. Yeah, Vanderbilt – They're going to be favored. Will definitely be favored to win this, mainly because of the way the pitching is setting up and and the fact that they're going to get lighter. And they they know for sure they're going to get Rocker. Rocker pitched on Friday, which means he can come back on – you know, he can come back. The way Corbett would be three days. If you if you pitched on Tuesday, it would be three days. If he pitches on Wednesday, it would be four days. And I mean that would probably be just as good as a full day, full week's rest for him because he's just a genetic freak. Um, yeah, he pitched Friday. Pitched yeah, Friday is that, okay. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. But so, still, I mean, you you do have to consider the guy threw a hundred and something pitches. He throws hard. I I just have a hard time believing that he's going to be super crisp. And that goes for just about anybody that's coming on short rest. I, I don't think, yeah. I don't think very many guys are going to come back and well, be the, super. The same would be true about Bednar if he were to have to pitch on Wednesday. He, I mean, right? I, you're not. I, I think you could get. I think you get two to three solid innings from Bednar. Yeah, which you know, if if things go your if things go your way in game one, and you know you you know there's going to be at worst a game three, then if you tell me that you know you can just pitch whoever on Tuesday. Just try to get to do the best you can. Pitch Kate Smith or, 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 or Fristo or whoever. I don't, I don't care. Then you come back on Wednesday and you can get a few innings with Bednar, a few innings with Harding, and then Landon Sims. That's, that, to me, is the recipe to getting this. Uh, I, think, yeah. I don't know that State can win a two-game series here. I think they can win a three-game series, but two games would be really asking a lot for Mississippi State, in, in my opinion. Uh, so we'll just have to sort of see how that all uh, plays out. Uh, here's a, here's another here's another scenario okay. that I disagree with, but I've seen thrown around pitching someone else against uh, lighter. And well, I don't you already know that's that. not going to be the case, though, right? Right, but I'm just saying, just hypothetically, if it if it was going, I I don't agree with that because yeah, I, I feel like self conceding and going down 0-1. You can't do that. You you've got to try to pitch the best guy you think possible in game one now christian mcleod could come in there and if he, could, if he could give you four or five innings you pitch your best guys out of the bullpen and you might have to burn some bullets but you got to pitch your best guys right away to try to get this win no matter the stakes because if you get the win monday you have the the comfort of knowing that at worst you're going to play a game three that bednar and harding can be a full part of as much as they can and sims uh, as well and of course, you know the best case scenario is like you said that 
the best case scenario is you get enough runs that you're not even pitching Landon Sims on Monday, that McLeod gives you six or seven strong innings and you just sort of piece it together with Preston Johnson, Cam Tuller, or whoever uh, just to finish the game out. I'm, I'm going to be interested to see if that's possible because they, – They really need that to happen too. Yeah. They need, they, they need Sims to get a rest. They haven't, had, they haven't had one of those games in this College World Series where they just came out from, from, the, from the jump, put some runs on the board, and just sort of cruise their way through the game. And the idea that they could do it against Jack Leiter is kind of, you know, out there a little bit. But if they could find a way, that that would be the best case scenario. You you were at both College World Series, this one and 2013. What's what's the biggest difference between these two teams? Between the two Mississippi State teams? Yeah. Um the the offense really is the biggest thing for me. Um just the and the the game is so much different than it was in 2013. I mean, you go back to that, you were seeing guys just absolutely smash balls that were dying at the warning track back then because you had that higher seam ball and the bats were what they were. So the game has changed a little bit, but these two teams do have some similarities. They both kind of piece it together out of the bullpen a little bit. I feel like that team definitely had a much uh, greater strength in the pitching staff from what they were able to do. I mean, you could throw Ross Mitchell for six innings and then throw, you know, after getting two innings from your starter and then throw Chad Gerardo or Jonathan Holder out there. It, that that team was just built perfectly for that era of baseball. But both teams have that have some of those similarities. I feel like this team has a little more flair from the dramatic offensively. Uh, they can make things happen. They can They can kind of overwhelm you a little bit and have these big innings. And it, it's happened really one through nine uh, with this crew. I mean, people have people have talked about, you know, not getting results in the bottom of the order, but think about what that crew's done in the bottom of the order in this College World Series. Brad Cumbus had the triple to give State the lead that ultimately was the winning run in the first game of the College World Series against Texas. Kellum Clark breaks up a no-hitter with a two-run home run. Scotty DeBrule started that rally uh, against Virginia. Uh, you know, Cumbus had the big two-run single against Texas. I know they lost, but that was a big hit. And then number nine hole hitter Tanner Leggett won the ball game. Those guys have really been the MVP MVPs of the College World Series to this point. And that's you know guys that are hitting seven to nine, six to nine. Uh, so th- I mean, to me, it just seems like the the offense has been a little bit better than that 2013 team just from what they've been able to do build these big innings and uh have that flair for the dramatic which you need i mean you need the pitching to step up too but in in championship situations you need the offense to come through what uh what what i the comparison i like here is i think state these two teams are very similar but if state in 2013 had had jacob lingren in 2014 that's sort of what state is this year landon sims is that that guy that guy who can wipe you out and, and just you know he's closing down the, the, the baseball game. So I like I think this team is a little bit a little bit better prepared to win uh, a national championship. I think that the pitching staff is a little bit deeper, especially in terms of the starters. But I just don't know how many of those starters are going to. I mean, if State could have handled business on Friday, I would think State was going to win this. If you told me I was going, you were for sure going to get a Bednar McLeod Harding three days in a row, I would feel com- yeah. completely confident in State's ability to win. But, but having to play that Saturday game has thrown this off, that off a little bit for me uh, in this one. So, all in all, obviously, it's going to be a tremendous, tremendous uh, three days in Omaha. Uh, we will record every day after the games, obviously. So, Robbie, will have some late nights coming, but that's totally worth it. 
uh, and plenty of talk uh, a lot. Make sure you're following Robbie on Twitter if you're not at RobbieFalk247 because he's pumping out the content all week long, uh, bringing a lot of great stuff up there from Omaha and enjoying himself as he should, as he should. So, And we uh, have a lot of people that are uh, rolling with the playlist on the way to Omaha right now. As we record, I've had several people um, talk about how they're uh, blaring the playlist on the way up here. There's a there's a, a, a convoy coming up the oh, highway yeah. to uh, Omaha, and we're we're starting to push that playlist out. So, if you want that playlist, it's uh, on it's on Spotify, the Thunder and Lightning o- Road to Omaha uh, playlist, and you got to hear that. But we also want to encourage you to listen to our show too. Yes, please. Yeah, take take thirty minutes out of your day for Robbie and I. <laughs> we we would appreciate it. All right, so we'll be back tomorrow night. We'll talk uh, Mississippi State baseball game one of the College World Series uh, final, Mississippi State versus Vanderbilt, and we'll see who is poised and one win away from a national championship. Until then, for Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.